You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 339. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back and Happy New Year. This is 2024 and I don't know about you, but I am super excited about a new year. I am very excited for 2024. And today we are not gonna talk about New Year's resolutions. We are not going to even talk about how to set up your goals. We're not gonna talk about how much weight you're gonna lose, how many new fitness classes you can take. None of that is what we're gonna talk about today because we've done that before, right? Every year we talk about your goals, how to establish them. If that's something you're looking for, go back to my last January 1st episode. And I think we talked about all about goals, how to plan for them, all that. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that I'm 51 years old now. And I don't know about you, but I'm just sort of tired of talking about New Year's resolutions and setting up goals. However, I do think 2024 and the new year is a really great time to sort of reevaluate where you have been and where you want to be. So we're gonna talk about the new year and how to set up your mind frame more likely um, than just setting up a new goal. Does that make sense to you? I wanna reshape how you think about the new year without you just saying, okay, well then I don't have to have any goals and I have no resolutions and I'm just gonna keep living my day to day. No, I think the new year is such a fundamental time to really sort of reset, but I think instead of setting the goal or the resolution that you know is gonna fail in three weeks and you're likely not going to be able to set that up for an entire year, I think a better thing to do is just simply to change your focus. Does that make sense to you? I think it's a great time of year to really reevaluate everything that worked for you last year, but also to reevaluate everything that did not work for you last year. And therefore, what do you want from this year? And what do you want things to look like two years from now, three years from now, 10 years from now? What do you want your life to look like when you're 70, 80, 90, or 100? And I say that because I would like to live to 70, 80, 90, or 100, but I only want to live to those ages if I can live my life fully, completely, and happily. And after this year, turning 51, it was a really tough year for me, not because I turned 51, but because you likely know I had injury after injury after injury. And it was this really great opportunity for me to reevaluate what I have been doing that was not working for me or my body and what I need to do and what I want to do to set me up for next year when I'm 60, when I'm 70, 80, 90, et cetera. Get it? So today we're gonna talk about how to change your focus and how that might make more of a difference than a New Year's resolution and a goal, but definitely to make your 2024 absolutely fabulous because the whole reason that I have the Earn That Body podcast is to inspire everybody, to educate everybody about health, fitness, and nutrition so that you can not only 
feel your best, but so that you can live your best life. And I, I think and I feel in my heart like this is the year to simply change focus. And from that, I do think you're going to hit new goals and get to that place where you are feeling your best and honestly, just your most happy that you could be. That's certainly a goal for me and hopefully a goal for you. Now, there are some people that I know are new followers. So I always get a lot of new followers for the new year because like I said, I have a podcast about fitness, health, and nutrition. And most people know that uh, I sort of specialize in weight loss for people, which is awesome. I love helping people lose weight, but I don't actually love helping people lose weight. They love losing weight. I love helping people get healthy. And so my focus always is how can I get them healthy? Because as soon as I get someone healthy, they lose weight. They sort of go hand in hand. So again, I get a lot of new followers this time of year because so many people come January 1st, they want to lose weight. They're setting those goals. They want to get fit. They want to get healthy. And I just want to establish a few things for these new followers. And for my followers that have been with me for years and years and years, first of all, thank you so much. I always appreciate that you keep coming back each week. But also I'm gonna say these three things um, that might be repetitive to you or it might just help you get to know me a little better or decide if what I have to say resonates with you, all right? So these are the things for my new followers to understand about me. For one, my name is Kim Eagle, in case you did not know that, and I host the Earn That Body podcast, and the Earn That Body program and company that I have is a fitness nutrition company where I train people online, which gives me the opportunity to reach people all over the world, which is like such a gift. I love helping people from all different countries get in their best health possible, all right? That's a little bit about the Internet Body Company, but about me, these are the three things I want you to know. For one, when it comes to nutrition, I'm never going to preach anything about a fad diet, a detox, or a cleanse. The reason being is because those don't work. So if you are showing up today because it's January and you want to get on that detox and you want to lose weight, I am not your girl and this is not your podcast if you're looking for a quick fix. I'm only going to tell you about how to eat a balanced diet. Um, I'm not just gonna say, hey, go eat a balanced diet. I'm gonna teach you how to do that. But it's never going to include a detox, a cleanse, or any kind of fad that will lead you to very fast weight loss results. Those things, they don't work for me, they don't work for you, so why would I preach it? I don't get behind anything like that. The second thing is when it comes to exercise, I'm not a fan of beating you down day after day with high calorie burn, high stress, high cortisol in your body. It doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for anybody. So if you're looking for some kind of hardcore workout day after day where all you care about is calorie burn and laying on the floor and you can't get up and you're so sore the next day, if that to you is what you're looking for, I am not your girl. I am your girl if you are looking for some kind of workout program or theory or concept that means you get fit, you get stronger, you have recovery, and you feel amazing instead of beat down. Because feeling beat down day after day simply means you cannot put on more muscle, 
you're not recovering properly, so you're gonna start to have other side effects like problems sleeping, and you're gonna be irritable, and you might be hungry all the time, and that's why you can't lose weight. There are so many things that happen when you overtrain the body that that is nothing that I will ever preach to you. The last thing I wanna make sure you're really aware of, it kinda goes with nutrition, but I am not your girl if you're looking for supplements protein powders, which are a supplement, Um, any kind of diet pill or shake or something you have to buy to get healthy, to lose weight, none of that will be anything that I ever preach to you. I don't believe in supplements. It is a billion dollar market and most of the research on most supplements is not there that even proves that any of those things help you. If anything, a lot of them harm you. And I've done lots of podcast episodes on supplements, so feel free to go back and just search Earn That Body Supplements so that you can understand why I have this very powerful opinion on supplements. But if that's what you're looking for, I'm just simply not the person for you. I am the person for you if you're trying to get healthy, if you're trying to get fit, if you are at any age, it doesn't matter if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, through 70s, 80s, 90s, I and everything I speak about pertains to you. It's not just the people in their 30s and it's just the people in their 70s. If you're looking to eat real food, if you're looking to eat vegetables, fruit, and protein, and, and that includes meat, I'm not a vegetarian, I'm not a vegan, I literally eat a little bit of everything in moderation, and that's what I like my clients to do. I do have vegan clients, I do have vegetarian clients, so we work with that as needed, but in general, I'm always gonna teach you about how to have a balanced diet. I'm always gonna talk to you about how to exercise your body in a very healthy way so that you're getting stronger, so that you are minimizing risk of injury, and that you can feel your best and energized each day instead of so, so sore and so, so tired and you know that constant cycle of, of feeling that way over time, it's a real beat down, it's too much cortisol in your body. So again, I'm just here to inspire and educate. If you wanna get in your best health ever, in your best fitness level ever, if you wanna learn about nutrition in a balanced way, then I'm the podcast for you. Otherwise, I'm sure you can find a lot of other ones that could fit your needs. But I think it's really important that we set that expectation from day one of the new year so that you make sure that you're following someone and listening to the advice that resonates with you. At the end of the day, you guys, you can find anything you want out there on the internet. If you are someone who loves eating only the color green, if you, I can tell you right now, you could Google and find why eating only the color green would benefit you. And then you could find why eating only the color green would not benefit you. You can find anything you want these days on the internet. It might not be right, it might not be accurate, but if it resonates with you, you do you. And again, that's just why I like to set the expectation from day one. Okay, that all being said, welcome. I am Kim Eagle. This is the Year in That Body podcast. And I want to talk to you today about how you can make 2024 your best year yet so that it sets you up for a great 2025, 26, 27, and so on. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not setting new goals this year. I'm not setting new resolutions. Instead, I'm choosing 
to change my focus. And as I said earlier, I think it is a very important time of year that everybody sit down and reevaluate where you have been, what did you do that worked for you, what did you do that did not work for you, but more importantly, what do you wanna do and where do you wanna be in the years to come? So I'm gonna tell you about, about seven things that I am no longer gonna focus on because they are not benefiting me any longer in my life. And I'm gonna tell you about 10 things that I am gonna focus on in 2024 that I think will take me to a whole new level mentally and physically for this year and the years to come. Now, as many of you know, in the last year, in 2023, it was a difficult year of my life. I was injured. And so for an endurance athlete, that is very devastating. I got a very bad knee tendinopathy that you most of you already know about. And one injury led to another, led to another. So compensation injuries are a real thing. And it pretty much put me down for the entire year. I spent most of my days at doctor's appointments. I think I had six opinions on my knee. I was in about three procedures this year, endless physical therapy that as you probably know, if you've been in physical therapy, it's like a full-time job. And yet I also have a fitness company where I'm trying to still make videos for y'all and keep you all inspired why I was very limited from the waist down on what I could actually do. The benefit of this obstacle in my life is that it really did help me reevaluate what wasn't working for me anymore and what needed to change and where I needed to shift my focus. So things I am no longer going to focus on. I'm not telling you that you don't have to, but tell me if any of these things might resonate with you as well. The first thing I am no longer going to focus on anymore is calorie burn in workouts. Now, in general, this is not something that I sort of obsess about because I'm not in a weight loss mode. It is something that usually people, when they're trying to lose weight, focus on more, but what I learned from this year is that I didn't. it didn't matter how many calories I burned in my workout, there was still a way to maintain my weight and not gain. And that was very empowering to me. I was like, when this first happened to me, I said, well, what am I gonna do to not gain 10 pounds this year if I cannot run, I cannot bike for the longest time, I couldn't do anything from the lower body down. What am I gonna do to not gain weight? I can't burn any calories. Well, I figured it out. I figured out how to make that work. It's one of the things that I'm definitely gonna share with you over the podcast episodes to come. So don't focus, for me, I'm no longer focusing on calorie burn in workouts. That means I don't have to worry if I burn 500 calories in a day or 20. That is not what's important. What's important is the workout that you're doing. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't have certain high intensity workouts on some days, but you only need a couple of those. And now I do a lot more mobility training, Pilates, walking, and I burn minimal calories doing those things and I still didn't gain weight. That to me was a huge shock because I thought for sure I'd be up 10 pounds by this point, but what I realized is I could do things and eat in a certain way and work out in a new way where it didn't matter how many calories I burned. So I'm no longer gonna make that a focus. For me personally, I am no longer going to be focused on 
having a personal record. So for the longest time, as you know, I always told you my goal this year is to get to Boston Marathon, to hit this personal record in this race or that. It's not it's not for me anymore. I am no longer going to try to beat my time in a race. Personally, I don't think I will be racing anymore in general. I'm not going to say never because anything could happen, but I don't see myself racing anymore or worrying about beating my time. Now, in some ways, it's a little bit of a heartbreak because as you know, I had goals and I wanted to do all six major uh, marathons around the world and I had done four of them and I only had two left, but that is not where it's at for me anymore. And that's okay because it's just not what my body could handle. My body was showing red flags and saying, this is too much for me. And I would rather live a life without pain. And again, live to a hundred feeling amazing versus live to a hundred, but I'm in a wheelchair because I can't walk anymore. Right? So I'm not going to be able to reach all the goals that I made many years ago, but I'm going to make many new goals for myself, and that is all that matters to me. Now, another thing I'm not going to focus on anymore, not that I did very often, but the number on the scale. So I do think it's very important to live at a very healthy weight. I also think it's important to not let your weight fluctuate up and down and up and down. And when I say up and down, I'm not talking two to three pounds. That's a normal up and down. I don't think it's healthy to let your weight fluctuate 10 to 15 pounds up, 10 to 15 pounds down, 10 to 15 pounds up. That is a lot for your system to handle. So when I say I'm not going to focus on the number on the scale anymore, what I mean more is I don't I'm not going to like stress about it, right? I still want to be within sort of like my five pound. I have sort of a five pound range that I'm happy with. But even if I'm at the high side of that range, no worries. I don't care. I'm 51 years old. You know, I've just, (laughs) I've got to let it go. And no, I might not look as perfect to you anymore in my videos. So be it. This is where I am. This is where I'm at. As long as I'm healthy and I feel good, I'm not going to worry. But like I said, I'm not just giving up on the scale, meaning I'm not just going to let my weight go up 10 pounds because it's not healthy. It is still my biggest focus to be as healthy as possible. But I'm not going to obsess about that number. And if I'm on the high side of my scale that I like to be at or my range. The fourth thing is I'm no longer going to focus on keeping up with trends. Um, What I mean by that, and this isn't even like There's a physical capacity and there is one that's more a vanity capacity, I guess you could say, but there's always all kinds of trends, right? Uh, And some people are like into the trends like of marathon running or all kinds of things. You know how there's like always a new fad workout that comes out and I would always try to try them and get into them. I'm not going to do that anymore if I don't want to. I think you should only do what trends you want to do. But here's a really funny story talking about trends. Um, Converse, Converse shoes. Whether you think they are a trend or not, it seems like they've had sort of a huge resurgence. And funny little story is that I bought a pair of Converse high tops because I actually love Converse. I've always been a girl. I wear Converse shoes, I wear Ugg boots, and I wear flip-flops and running shoes. And that's about it. I do have like one or two pairs of heels that I wear on a fancy night, but honestly, I am my most comfortable in flip-flops, Uggs, and Converse. So anyway, I had bought this pair of high tops 
They have flowers on them. I was like, oh my God, Converse made these for me. I'm a gardener. I love to grow flowers. This is like the greatest day of my life. I love these shoes. And I message my niece to ask her, what kind of socks do I wear with these Converse high tops? Because she's, of course, a young girl and she knows what's trendy and what, you know. I said, I don't know what kind of sock do I wear with this? Or something a little higher than the shoe? Or do you hide the sock? She says to me, Auntie, can I tell you the truth? Do you want to know the truth? And I said, of course I want to know the truth. And she says, do you still have the receipt on those shoes? And I'm thinking, why is she asking me if I have the receipt? I said, yes, I have the receipt on my shoes. She goes, go return them. That's not a good look. <laughs> I start laughing. I was like, this is not why I asked you your opinion. I, this is not about the trend and whether it's in or not. I love these shoes. I just wanted to know what kind of socks to wear. Now I'm laughing so hard because she's so trendy and into the trends and this and that. And it was a perfect example to me. I was like, I am not returning my shoes because they're no longer trendy or at least maybe in her, in her age group. Um, and that's the thing at this age, guess what team? I'm no longer focusing on the trends. Either you like my shoes or you don't. I don't care, I like my shoes. Either I like a new workout trend or I don't. I don't have to try it and you don't have to try it if that's not for you, even though everyone on the street likes it. Hey, if you don't like pickleball and you don't wanna play pickleball, even though it's become like the fastest growing sport of our generation at this point, do it or don't. You do you, but by no means let those 20 year olds tell you what's trendy and what is not. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, how do you like this? You probably heard me say this before because it's not a new, I'm not gonna focus on this kind of thing, but I am not going to focus on being with people that I do not like. Now this is a tough one because sometimes there are years in your life where you have to be with people that you don't like. Uh, maybe it's a work-related thing or your spouse's friends or you're this and you're that. Well, guess what? I work by myself. I work for myself and I, I'm not going to hang out with people that I do not like and that do not inspire me. And I really don't want you to do that either because I think that it eats away at you internally and emotionally over time and life is too short. So that is something that I'm no longer gonna do. I'm not gonna focus on it. I kinda don't do it anyway. I haven't done it for a few years, but I sorta wanted to put it in my list because I wanna make sure I stay with that. And moving to a new area last year, was definitely tough because I have to make all new friends, but I'm gonna just say it right now. There was like a couple people that I met right off the bat that wanted to keep going out and having lunch. And like, I kind of just distanced myself because they were not the right people for me. Now, even though I desperately needed friends, I was like, you know, if that is not a fit for me and they are not like inspiring me in any way, I'm gonna cut that. So make sure you are with people that inspire you, people that you love, because that is what is important and life is too short. What goes hand in hand with that that I'm no longer gonna focus on, um, and I've said this before because I've done this before, but I sort of have to redo it. I'm not gonna focus on other people's Instagram accounts. Now, as a business owner, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you are in my industry, it's a tough industry. Fitness nutrition is an oversaturated field at this, at this point on social media. And if you compare yourself and keep looking at other people's Instagrams day after day, you're gonna feel really bad about yourself potentially. And if you're looking at those Instagrams and you're way better than them, and that's what makes you feel good about yourself, I think you should reevaluate that too. 
I, I know I say this every year, but I really have had this new uh, epiphany about social media. I'll share it with you really fast. You guys, if this is my biggest fear, all right? I told my son and my husband this the other day. What if when you die, you go to heaven, and of course, you know, whether you believe in heaven or not, I'm just, I'm sort of just saying that. I'm not really saying there is a heaven, but just sort of like in my movie and my vision on this. What if when you die and you go to heaven, they look at a piece of paper when you get there and they say, okay, Kim, Kim Eagle, so you did lots of great things, but we just want to go over a few things. The first thing we're going to go over is your social media time. It looks like here and they calculate and they calculate and they're like, okay, so we just want to let you know that you lost, and I'm making up a number right now, but what if, three years of your life watching social media. Now you might be like, well, no one's gonna lose three years of your life. Well, if I live to like 80, 90, 100, and I keep putting in two to four hours, God forbid a day, I don't even know what it is right now, I haven't looked, but what do you think that adds up to in a month? What do you think that adds up to in a year? It's a lot. And all of a sudden I realized the other day, oh my God, we're not just wasting minutes on social media. We're not just wasting hours on social media. We're wasting days of our lives that turns into years of your life. And that, that's time that you can't get back and you can't show anything for. Meaning you didn't create anything in that time. You literally sat there mindlessly scrolling, liking, maybe a comment here and there scrolling, liking. It's a terrible thing. And the people who created these apps, they don't even let their kids on these apps for a reason. Their only goal with the social media apps is to keep you on there as long as possible. It's really tough to get away from. Every year I tell you like I'm kicking it, I'm kicking it. And it's so you can obviously see how addictive it is. I always say for me, the easiest time for me, and you know, sometimes I just wish when I retire, I'm just taking it all away. If I take it off my phone, I won't be so addicted. If you don't have to be on social media, you guys, please take it off your phone. And if you wanna check it every now and then on your computer, on your desktop, I think you'd be better for it. But if you're anything like me and you're terrified of going to heaven and them telling you that you wasted two years of your life scrolling, that you could have been doing so many wonderful things with that time, with something to show for it, well, then this would be the year that you wanna maybe follow less people or limit the time on social media or take it off all together. Now, the last thing I wanna tell you about that I'm no longer gonna focus on, which I focused on my whole life, but I have to get real and I have to get serious. I can no longer focus on being in the best shape of my life. <laughs> and I say it like that because I literally think up until 50, every year I felt like I'm in the best shape of my life. And every year I was getting stronger and stronger and stronger and fitter. And I'm no longer going to be able to maintain that. So what I was doing in my mid forties and racing Alcatraz, was like seriously the peak of my fitness, I think. I, I can't keep up with that as I age and that's okay. But for the longest time in my head, I thought, why? well, why can't I just continue to get more fit and stronger every year? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. Because as you age, everything changes. 
And if you are aging with me, then you understand what I'm talking about. If you're in your 50s and your 60s, you're like, ah, she finally got there. (laughs) Right? Now, I'm not saying that I'm giving up on being fit and I'm not giving up on being in great shape. But to constantly tell myself that I should be in the best shape of my life year after year is ridiculous because my hormones are changing. They are not enabling me to do what I did at one point, right? So as my hormones shift and I lose muscle mass, I will never be what I was at 40. It's just not gonna happen. Now, I can still be fit and healthy and continue to put on muscle and strength train so I don't lose even more muscle, but to constantly tell yourself that you should be what you were three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, It's probably not the greatest thing if you're someone who's been fit and strong all of these years. So again, these are my personal things that I don't want to focus on in the year 2024. I encourage you to sit pen to paper and sort of look and focus on what you don't want to focus on, what wasn't working for you. But let's get to the good stuff. What do you want to focus on this year? Well, this is what I want to focus on this year. The first thing is I want to live a pain-free life. And so that's easier said than done, right? If I have pain, if I have this injury, if it's not going away, well, then how do you live a pain-free life? Well, for one, you do everything you can. You see every doctor you can. You get the procedures done that need to be done. You do the physical therapy that needs to be done. But then you're going to get to a point where I am, which is I am at a point now where I have seen the doctors, I have done the work, and I refuse to be my injury. And so I'm actually reading a book because what happens when you're in chronic pain for so long is you think about it every day and you think about it every minute and you feel it all the time that you start to, f- to only focus on that. You start to be your pain and you have to actually consciously start making shifts so you stop thinking about it all the time. Many ways to do that. Again, I'll do a podcast episode on that too because it's really powerful. But I refuse to be my pain and live a pain-free life. So I'm actually not going to be talking about any of my injuries anymore because the more you talk about them, the more you become them. My sister said to me recently, she says, I'm not going to ask you about how you're feeling anymore in terms of your pain because I don't want that to be who you are. If you are someone who has pain, you understand what I'm talking about. So for me, I am no longer going to focus on my pain. I'm going to live a pain-free life. I'm not going to think about the pain that I have. I'm just simply going to be working on how to have my pain-free life. The second thing I'm going to focus on is being my healthiest self. So as I said, I'm not going to focus on being in the best shape of my life, but I still can work on being the healthiest being I can be today. And that's still very important to me. So I think that some people, as they get older, they start to give up. They start to not care. They don't care what they look like anymore. They don't care if their jeans don't fit anymore. They're just going to get bigger jeans. And they sort of give up. My problem with that is you're probably not your healthiest self then. And if you want to be healthy 10 years from now, if you want to be moving awesome in 20 years from now, you still want to be your healthiest self. So don't give up on that. It's still a huge focus for me. The third thing is I want to be happy. This is a focus for me all the time. I want to be happy. So then if I want that, I have to focus on that. Because when things come your way, that obstacle comes your way and it tries to knock you down and it's going to try. Just remember, one of your focuses is to be happy. So how are you going to approach that obstacle? The fourth thing is I want to set myself up for the best older years of my life. 
I read this awesome book by Peter Attia. It's called Outlive. Highly recommend you check it out. He talks a lot about, well, what do you want to do when you're 70, 80, and 90? Because whatever you want to look like or feel like at 70, 80, and 90, you need to be working on at 30, 40, 50, and 60. You're not just going to be fit and healthy at 70 if you weren't working on it at 40, right? And that's why I say to people, even though I'm 50 and I'm going to be talking in the months to come a lot about, you know, working out in your 50s or 60s, you should still be listening to this in your 30s because you need to work on you in your 30s so that you're super fit and healthy in your 50s, right? A lot of these things are still the same things you need to be doing. So if you wanna have a lot of muscle in your 60s, you almost have to have even more than that amount in your 40s and 50s because you are naturally going to lose muscle mass, right? So it's important in your 30s and 40s that you're putting on lots of muscle so you can have as much as possible in your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Does that make sense? So I'm gonna focus this year on setting myself up for the best older years of my life. That's gonna include strength training, which I don't love to do, oddly enough. That's going to include daily mobility training. It's going to include yoga. It's going to include zone two training, which we're gonna talk about this year. All the things that are gonna set me up for the best older years of my life. Another thing I wanna focus on, being with my family. That is more important than running a marathon, than beating my time, than being obsessed with the number on the scale, than being anything. Being with your family is the most important thing. I wanna make sure I'm doing a lot more of that this year. Number six, I wanna enjoy a lot of new activities. I don't think that people are living their best life if they are not trying new things, right? So last year, or 2023, I started doing Pilates, and you might think that's so funny because I'm this fitness guru who does like everything, but Pilates was the one thing I hated. I had done it before, I never enjoyed it. I had the best, I had a super good friend in graduate school, she, Ellie Herman, one of the best Pilates instructors in the country. She wrote the dummies book for Pilates. She used to train me whenever I wanted and I never liked Pilates until last year. And I'm so happy that I sort of tried it again in my injured state. That's what got me back to it. But it was like a whole new opening for me of a new activity, a new workout that benefits my body. Mobility training as well. I had never done it before. It was a new activity. It has changed my life and you got to be doing it too. Um, so making sure that you're always trying new things. If you're just doing the same old things, I don't think you're living life fully. Number seven, on the same line, I want to enjoy new places. I want to go to new places, new restaurants, new parks, new hikes. You got to do new things. Number eight, I have to focus on my hobbies that drive me. I tell people all the time, you gotta have a hobby. You likely know, unless you're a new follower. Gardening is my hobby. Like the only thing that I don't love about living in Pennsylvania now is right now, the winter. I'm not in the garden. It's very hard for me because I miss it so much. You've gotta have a hobby that drives you because it, it's, it's a reason to wake up every morning and it can be any kind of hobby. It's really important to have that hobby. Number nine, something I wanna focus on, I've talked about it before, I wanna continue to do it, continue to do things that, I almost hate to say it out loud, continue to do things that scare me. 
I don't like to be scared. But I think sometimes we're scared because obviously we're fearful and fear holds us back from living life fully. If you don't think that I was scared to jump into the water in Alcatraz when I did the Alcatraz triathlon, you're crazy. I was terrified. I was scared before I did my first Ironman because I didn't really know if I could complete it. I was scared when I ran the London Marathon because I knew I had a stress fracture in my foot. The doctor let me do it. He said it was safe to do it if I walked some. I was scared to do it. All of those things, very physical things for me, um, I came out on the other side so empowered. And if I had let fear hold me back and just said, oh, I'm not, I, I can't, I'll never do Alcatraz. Like I'm too uh, terrified. I literally wouldn't be the person I am today. If I didn't do that Ironman, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. All of these things have made me the person that I, part of the person that I am today. So you have to do things that scare you a little bit. And I'm going to tell you something I did last week. Scared the crap out of me, but kind of gave me this jolt. So my son, God bless him, he loves to climb. Um, So all kinds of climbing. He loves to climb. So when we were in San Diego visiting family, we went to a climbing gym because that is his happy place. He is a runner. He no longer runs collegiately. He's always loved climbing. He's somewhat of a natural. He definitely took lots of lessons, but he just loves it. So we went to this climbing place in San Diego. I don't even know the name of it, but if you live in San Diego and you love to climb, I'll tell you the name of this place. I have never seen a facility as amazing as this. However, they had a climbing wall from the bottom to the top was so, so high that I could barely look up. I'm afraid of heights. I could barely look up without feeling that sort of like dizziness and drop to your stomach because I was so terrified of ever climbing that wall. And that was a wall that had a belay so you're connected and everything like that. But even to this moment, I told my husband and I said yesterday, Do you think it's even possible to overcome that fear and get to the top of that wall when you're as scared as me? And of course, they both said, of course you can. I said, what do you do? You just go like a little every day, a little every day. And they said, yeah, that's that's where it starts, you know, trusting the belay. I'm like, it's not even about trusting the belay. I am so deathly afraid of being that high up. So then we went over to the bouldering area. Now the bouldering area of this gym where you do boulder climbing, you're not attached to anything. And it goes up like 15 feet. So, you know, my husband and my son, they start climbing, they're up, they jump down, they look at it, they go all the way to the top, they walk around. And I'm like, okay, so like we're not even attached. Like he's, Charlie's like, go do this easy one. Well, I did one easy one. And I was terrified. I didn't want to fall. I wasn't even attached, right? Anyway, to make a very long story short, I finally got to the top of one and then I couldn't get to the top of the second one and I was just too scared and I was literally, I had a stomach ache. I was like, this is so not like me, but I was just so scared. By the end of it, I said, okay, watch me, help me. I'm going up the second wall. I made myself do it. I got to the top. I was terrified. I was shaking. And honestly, I haven't been that scared in a long time, but it kind of gave me that jolt of like, oh, you're alive. 
And I think if you don't do things like that sometimes, you just sit in that comfort zone all the time. You're not living your life fully. So as much as I hate to say, I want to focus this year on doing more things that scare me, I still want to do things that scare me because I think it's living life fully. The very last thing I want to share with you that I personally want to focus on, I want to be more present as more often as I can. So I want to be more present always. And I'm not going to be present always. I can tell you right now, I'm going to be more present if I'm not scrolling. I'm going to be more present if I'm really listening to people instead of looking at the television or working while they're talking or so many things make us not present. I think being present is super, super important. Another way that people are not present, they're drinking alcohol and most people drink alcohol to not be present, to numb something, to be more relaxed. Let me tell you something. If you're drinking to be more relaxed, you're also not being fully present in your body. Why are you so tense that you need the alcohol to relax? What could you do to be more present and bring that stress and tension down naturally? Not telling you you can't drink. I'm just saying things to think about. Um, Now marijuana is like legal in a lot of states, right? I know a lot of people. They take gummies now, sort of like a common day practice, not maybe every day, but on weekends. Adults, obviously teenagers, <laughs> uh, college age students, uh, whatever it is, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying when you do that, you're not present. And I just want to ask you, how often do you have to not be present? Because being present is the best gift there is. That's why it's called present a present, right? So I don't know about you. I really like to be present. I don't drink that much because I like to be in control in my body. I like to be present. I don't do marijuana. I'm not saying I didn't back in the day, but (laughs) I don't do it anymore. I like to be in control of my body. Um, Recently, a friend had these I think they're called the THC drinks or something. They have some THC in them. And she said, yeah, it gives you a little buzz. It gives you that feeling, you know, uh, like being a little high or a little buzzed from alcohol. Like, do you want one? I was like, no, I just like to, I like to be in my body. (laughs) Like, I don't want to take away that feeling of being present. Like for me, it doesn't work because it's really important to me to be focused and enjoy the gift of being present. So those are my 10 things. I'm not telling you to do my 10 things. I'm just wondering if any of my things might resonate with you at all to help you write your list for 2024. I think 2024 could be a great year for you and me to refocus. And I definitely want you to be ready for some really great inspiring episodes from Earn That Body because I want to show you all like, how 2023 impacted me, what I did to change my nutrition, what I did to change my workouts, what I did as I hit perimenopause, but still maintained my weight, but still feel great, but still have muscle on my body. I just really want to help people refocus this year. I wanna reshape how we think about our aging body. I wanna do that in a powerful way, instead of saying, oh, poor me and my aging body, which I feel like 
is what everybody does and it's like expected that we're supposed to look at ourselves and just sort of like be like, oh, well, this is 50. This is what you get. No, I want to reshape how we think about our body as we age. I want us to be powerful in how we age. I want to guide you with nutrition tips that are not just about weight loss, but about gaining health. I want to set you up for such a year of empowerment that it honestly reshapes your life. So that's everything I have for 2024 and what we have ahead. I hope you're super excited about it. Um, I do always love if you are on social media, hopefully only for 10 minutes a day, but give me a comment, give me a shout out on this episode today. What do you think? How did you like it? It really helps me to know for what other episodes to do. You can also always shoot me episode ideas, Kim at earnthatbody.com. I want this podcast to be for the entire community. I want to bring you what you want to hear. But most importantly, always remember the Earn That Body podcast is here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information you can put into play right away. See you next week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.